one book, a few chapters, and hundreds of pages have led us to this. Adventure, romance, the thrill of a lifetime, a thousand lives that we get to explore. Join me. Hello everyone, it is me, Ashley Danny, here at the By Ashley Danny podcast. I know, I know. I'm I'm bad Ashley. Bad, bad, bad. It has been too long. Sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm thinking maybe I am overdoing it because I want to do this podcast and I have another podcast and I have a job and I have I do their social media and I do my own social media and I have a dog and I have a boyfriend who I want to spend time with. So I spend more time with him than I um, am spending time on the podcast, which is a good thing because, you know, no offense, but my relationship with him is more important. Um but I'm, I've been wondering if I'm overdoing it. Uh, and, and as I thought about it more, I'm like, no, no, I'm not overdoing it by having this podcast. What I'm overdoing is I literally told myself I was going to talk about a different book each week. And some of those books I have not read in years or still need to read. And I don't have the time or space or capacity to get through a book a week with everything going on. So because I overwhelmed myself with the amount of reading I need to do, uh, my brain shut down, which meant I stayed away from the podcast for a whole month, which means that you have not heard from me. So I am revamping that. I am not going to overwhelm myself with books that I haven't read in years or have not read yet. So this month is going to be a little different. We are going to talk about writing because that's actually what I've been doing a little bit more of when I've gotten time and space to be creative um, other than doing like social media posts and graphics and, and different things. I have had my notebook open and working on one of my work in progress. So that's what I want to focus on this month. I want to focus on uh, specifically in this episode, we're going to talk about my work or actually it's more like works with an S in progress. Um, my process when I'm writing, how I kind of go through things. And then I want to talk about my fails when it comes to my writing, my rec- and it's recent fails, recent fails, recent wins. And then I am setting a goal for myself this month. Um, the rest of the month is going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you what I want to do, but you know, life happens and we'll see if it goes in this order or if I change the topics. But next week, really excited. We're going to talk about creating fictional worlds. And I have another announcement to go with that, but we'll do it at the end of the episode. Uh, I want to talk about the technical part of writing. Should we worry about the technical part of writing and what technical pieces should we worry about? So we're going to talk about that in one of the weeks. And then we're going to talk about tropes. Tropes, tropes, tropes. There are so many tropes in writing. And again, as we go through this episode, you'll understand why at some point why we're going to talk about tropes because it's like a big thing right now. So uh, let's go ahead and dive in. But before we do that, I want you to hear a word from my sponsor, Limitless Broadcasting. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Yes, if you have not listened before, Limitless Broadcasting has a couple podcasts. They have mine. They sponsor mine. Um, they also produce a Disney podcast that I'm on with my best friend called Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Uh, they have um, one about chronic pain. They have one about uh, horror movies. They also have... Um, 
Actually, I think that might be it. We had another one, but I think they they squashed it. Uh, I don't remember why. But anyways, I'm going to move on. But I think that's all. And Sammy is probably listening to this podcast saying, Ashley, you know what podcast we have. Would you stop messing it up? Well, you know, you know me, Sammy, my brain. It doesn't always work the way it should. So we're going to move on um, and talk about my works in progress. So I'm the type of writer that when I get an idea in my head, I can't put it aside if I'm working on something else. So I could be working on one story and then another story idea pops in my head and that's all that is in there. And I can't help but stop what I'm currently working on and move over into this other universe of stories. So currently I have four work in progresses that are constantly running through my head at some point in like going on. Now, manuscript wise, I can't speak. Manuscript wise, I have more than four. I have more than four manuscripts sitting in my Google Drive with all sorts of stories and different things. But these four are the main four that when I sit down to write, I want to be working on one of these four because they're the ones that are running through my brain. So the first one, and this is the one that I'm working on the most and we're going to talk about more today, is my fantasy and adventure. Now, I am not a writer that I'm going to tell you what the story's about. I'm not going to give you any information because I just don't want anybody to know because I don't want you to know until it's time. So time might be, you know, if I self-publish or publish it a different way. Um, but it is a fantasy and adventure, and I'm trying to make it clean. And the reason for that is not only religious reasons, but just in the fact that I work with middle schoolers and high schoolers, and I don't care what people think. They are not mature enough to read some of the fantasy fiction um, sex scenes and per- and um, provocative moments that some of these young adult books have. So I want to try to make it as clean as possible um, with, with what I'm writing. So it's like a clean fantasy and adventure, but it is, in my opinion, a lot of fun. Um, the second one I'm working on is a fan fiction novel, and I hate calling it a fan fiction novel because I don't think it's actually... In my head, it is not a fan fiction. In my head, a fan fiction is when you literally take yourself and you... Well, I I technically did take myself and put it in the story. <laughs> but anyways, so yes, it's a fan fiction. I'll, I'll give into it. Um, but it's a Disney-centered fan fiction. So another one that will never be published unless I make it as an author and my agent is able to pitch this to Disney because it's technically supposed to be a trilogy. I already finished the first one. It took me 10 years to finish the first one. And it's like 100 typed pages, single space. And then I'm in the middle of the second one. So there's that one. The third one is this realistic fiction novel that it was a story that I actually published online. It was... um. Oh, I can't remember the website, but there was a website back in the day. It was before uh, Wattpad and, and, and different apps that let you upload your books to get read, blah, blah, blah. It was like an old school where you published a chapter, each chapter, and you go in and it's free and you would read them. 
Uh, and there was a lot of good ones on there, like, for, for amateur writers. And a lot of amateur writers got on there and shared their work, uh, work that they were doing that they weren't trying to actually publish. They just wanted to have something out there for people to hear their voices. So I was on this website. I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. I know at the end it was called Miba. Uh, M-I-B-B-A, but it was called something else before Meba, and I don't remember what it was. But there was this thing where you created a story, and it was like a point of view story where there was a couple different ones. There was a point of view story where, um, <laughs> and this, oh my gosh, I'm kind of embarrassed to, to say this, but it was a point of view story where you were like the female character. You were It was an I, it was a, a first person. And you were the female character and you somehow get lost or get kidnapped or I don't know, whatever the situation was. And you end up in this house with these four gorgeous supernatural men and they're trying to win you over and you get to choose. And there's a chapter for each one. So as you technically, it's like a choose your own adventure for a guy. Um, So you would like choose who you'd want to like choose who you like that moment and it would go to their chapter sort of deal. So I remember finding these when I was in, I think it was college um, and I was bored. Um, so they had that trope, which I did not, or that type of story writing, which I did not want to write. I'm like, that is too girly cheesy. It's kind of fun to to read along if you find one that you liked. Um, it was clean. It was never like overly, it wasn't overly sexual. They didn't allow that type of stuff on the website, um, but it was it was fun to read. Uh, and then on the opposite end, there was these stories of g- girls. A lot of these were girls. The stories of these girl, like a girl who somehow, like um, arranged marriages in America were still a thing. And like she was arranged marriage. There was an arranged marriage and they had to go through this whole thing. Well, what I always, what annoyed me about those stories is that right away she would like, fall head over heels for the guy. There was no tension. There was no conflict. There was not nothing. So I remember in like, I think it was college, writing my own version of like arranged marriage. Um, but there was so, there there was tension. There was conflict. There was all, all these different things because they were high school students who were arranged for marriage. And I look back on it. I'm like, oh, Ashley, you're such a 20-something-year-old single who was just bored out of her mind and wanted to write a romance novel. Um, so I actually took that for long story that I just gave you and, and give you the point of it. Um, I took that story that I wrote on whatever website it was and then Meba and I'm, I was start, I started revamping it to where it's not a, um, arranged marriage story. The premise is how I got her to, um, how, like how she found her fan, how she got taken to the family that where she had an arranged marriage, um, in my story was she learned sooner than she was supposed to because her parents were killed in a car accident. So her guardians were that family. And so she found out about the arrangement too soon. She wasn't supposed to know about her and the boy were not supposed to know about the arranged marriage thing until they were like 21, 22 sort of deal after college. Um, so uh, I took it and I changed it. I took the arranged marriage out and her parents have still passed away and she still has to go to this place. And it's more of her finding herself and and dealing with her parents grief amongst this family who has a really hot son, of course, because I couldn't take him out. Um, and 
her connecting with this horse. And this was a big part of the other story. The story I did on the website was called Firefly. And even though it was an arranged marriage story, her, the biggest plot line for me was her and this relationship with this horse, this stray wild horse. And it was kind of a, a metaphor as I went through. And I'm still kind of keeping that. And I'm not going to give you much more than that. But that's another one that I'm working on. That one took a lot longer to explain than my other ones, um, mostly because I had to give you the backstory because it's just funny. And if any of you are listening and you're like, yep, Ashley, I did that. I was that girl. I know the website, like go to my social media and just tell me about it. Connect with me. I would love to wallow in that with you because I look back on it and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. But I was like early 20s and really I shouldn't be embarrassed because some of the stuff that people put out right now is just raunchy and and wrong and it's free. And I just and if you like that sort of stuff, you know what? Good for you. It's just not for me. Not for me. Uh, okay, so that was my third work in progress. And my last one uh, is an actual uh, nonfiction. There we go. That's the word. Nonfiction, small group leader book. So um, I don't know if you guys know this. I can't remember if I told you or not. But not only do I have a master's in creative writing, I also have a master's in ministry. I do identify as a Christian, uh, which is not like the full basis of the show, but God does come into the conversation for me when I'm talking about writing and my passions and different things. Uh, so I have a master's in ministry and I have been a middle school, small group leader, worker, volunteer, whether I was getting paid or not paid for 10, 11 years now. And I've worked with only middle school. Well, I worked with high school for a little bit while I was in Nebraska, but the majority of my ministry time has been working with middle schoolers. Now, for those of you who understand or remember middle school, every reaction I get is you're crazy. And how do you do it? I don't know. The grace of God, he's given me patience. He's given me a huge heart for them. I love them. Um, and I also love our small group leaders who are with me along that story because a lot of people walk in and look at middle school and say, you know what? They're not. No, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with them. And, and where I look at them and be like, I don't know how you deal with high schoolers. They mouth off more than middle schoolers. At least middle schoolers, I can dish it back and they don't know what to do. So they just listen and fall in line. High school, you get them to high school you, they mouth, mouth off at you, you mouth back. And guess what? They look at you like you're the worst person in the world, or they can just stare at you, be like, you're irrelevant and just kind of push you out. And not all high schoolers are like that. I know a lot of high schoolers who are great and sweet and loving, but the majority high schoolers, just in my opinion, have bigger attitudes that are harder to contain. Where middle school, it's a little bit easier. Now, of course, there's the cases that are hard, but I don't know. I just enjoy my middle schoolers. And the problem is, is a lot of people don't want to volunteer for middle school, which just breaks my heart. Or they start there as a stepping point and then think like, I'll start here and I'll move up. It's like, no, we need somebody in middle school. We need dedicated middle school people. So I've done that for the past 11 years, um, which is kind of sad. I'm kind of, ooh, never mind. No, I'm not going to announce that yet because I haven't told anybody else but my pastors and, and we're not going to talk about that. Um, moving on. Um, so I've always had this idea in my head of making a small group leader nonfiction book for upcoming middle school 
small group leaders, to give them encouragement, to give them advice, to all the different things. And I've started it multiple times and I've I've tossed it multiple times and I just I need to find the right rhythm for it. But it is a it's a book that's near and dear to my heart and someday I will get it done. So those are my works in progress. And as you can tell, I have a lot of them, um, which <laughs> I mean, have you guys ever looked at like OneNote in Microsoft or like an agenda or a binder where there's multiple tabs or, you know, your your browser, you have multiple tabs open. That's my brain when I am going through my stories and my creative side. I literally have multiple tabs open and I can flip from one tab to another in my brain when it comes to my stories. It is the only thing in my life that I can actually compartmentalize emotions, relationships, um, work, uh, personal life. Very hard for me to compartmentalize. But you get to my stories and I'm like, oh yeah, let me open up that drawer really quick. I'll get into that character's voice and that character's head and da 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 And then all of a sudden, um, another tab, my other tab is dinging over here. So I put that tab away. I pull up the other tab. Oh, yeah, I'll go to this character's voice and change into this character voice. Oh, wait, I have a great idea for um, the small group leader book of what I want to encourage them with. I, I literally can compartmentalize to the point where I can go back and forth on each of these tabs and just just it works. I don't mix them up. I don't intertwine them like spaghetti, like what they say women's brains are like, uh, which I completely agree. We uh, at least my brain is spaghetti when it comes to all my things. Um, but in, in my writing world, I can compartmentalize so well. And I wish I knew why, but I just can. But I will say my process for writing is ridiculous. Yes, I can compartmentalize the tabs, but within each tab is madness. It's absolute madness. So let, let me give you, I have an, I, I didn't know how many steps I had until I wrote it out. I have eight steps when it comes to me just writing, not the after stuff, not the, because I've never published a book. I've never put anything out there to publish a book, but just the eight steps of my writing. So number one. Start jotting down ideas. So I get an idea in my head or I get a storyline in my head and it can't. And if it's one of those things that just can't go away, like I can't get rid of it. It doesn't just float out. I grab a I grab paper, pen, my laptop, whatever I have and start writing. It's like free for all writing. I just I just go. There's a certain thing we call it in the English world and I can't think of it. Free form writing. I don't know. Um, it's just un, unedited, unrequented, that's not a word, time to just write. And I write until I get all the thoughts out of my head. So sometimes that's a page or two. Sometimes it's pages. Um, specifically for my fantasy and adventure, it was pages, like pages of thoughts and ideas and notes and, oh, this character, oh, this or this or this, and it just float out because I was literally, or I am literally creating my own world that is not real. Like, it's not a real world. I'm creating my own country, my own cities, my own, well, it's kind of real. Well, it was real. Okay, so the premise. Very, very quickly, the premise. Um, a lot of post-apocalyptic books have to do with a 
decrepitating United States or world where we go into this like zombie chaos, right? So mine is a post-apocalyptic world where America, thousands and thousands of years after these certain events happen, have become these certain towns and these certain events. And I don't want to tell you what because I don't want you to I don't want to spoil it. But magic has re-entered the world and Merlin is actually real or was. He was real. And so was Arthur. So was Gwen. And all of these factors into my story. But magic re-enters the world because of certain events. So it actually becomes a plush, plush, lush, a lush world again of, of, um, adventure and and magical creatures and 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 all the things um with no technology technology has literally been cut off there's no electric electronics nothing um so it's really fun to create so i had kind of a structure of like okay here's the united states how am i gonna break it up i kind of got a map and da 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 um but it was really fun uh so start down jotting down ideas and then i need to organize them so i i jot all these things down and i'm looking at it i'm like okay where the pages, like, I try to keep it somewhat separate when I'm writing that ideas. So if I'm getting character ideas, I try to put characters all on their own page or pages. Same with, like, storyline, plot, ideas, anything extra. Like, I try to sort it out to to different piles. And then I get a binder. Yes, I use binders. And I sort them in the binder. So I kind of know what's going on. I'm like, okay. I jotted down my ideas. That was step one. Step two is I create a binder and I start organizing them. Step three is this is when I start organizing it in the fact that I'll bring out paper and I'll look through all my jotted notes and I'll go through each section. So I'll start in the character sections. Okay, look through all these character ideas. Okay, I'm going to create this. This is going to be my main character. This is going to be their name. This is going to be their personality. And I start doing character um, profiles for myself. I have to do this because I do, I want to make sure that each character is different and has their own quirks, has their own things. And I want to know what they are before I start writing, because I want to be able to integrate those things into the story, not the story, create them for me and then just mess it all up. Again, this is not everyone. This is just me. So I'll go characters and then I'll go, um, plot and then I'll go locations and then I'll go, which is setting. If you don't know, and then I'll go, um, whatever for, for my fantasy and adventure magic. What is the magic going to be like? What are the rules? What are, what are goods and bads? What type of creatures do we have? Am I doing all the creatures? Am I doing specific creatures? I mean, there's dragons. I mean, who doesn't love dragons? There's dragons. Is there unicorns? I know there's Pegasus. Mm, I can't remember if I put it in there. Unicorns in there. Probably. More than likely. I love unicorns uh, when it comes to the mythical worlds. But there are te- there are definitely dragons. Definitely dragons. <laughs> they're not the main purpose, but they're there. Or plot, but they're there. So after I do that, that's, that's three. Start to actually create everything. So when I get all the sections organized and they start to make sense, then I can start outlining. So then I get paper and I do a section. And yes, I do all of this on hand to hand, like... Like pen to paper, paper. I don't do this on the computer. I have tried outlining and doing all my organizing on the computer and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I need physical paper. I need it in front of me. I need to be able to move it around. I need to be able to rewrite it. I need to be able to touch it and have all my papers. Like I'll sit on my 
my living room floor and have all my papers spread out on my living room floor. You know, and I actually I don't do that as much anymore because I have a dog. But before my dog, I'd spread them all out on my living room floor and have different sections and be able to grab them when I need them instead of trying to figure out which file I put it in or what tab I have open. I just I need it all out in front of me. That is my process. So then I start outlining. So I'll start outlining. Now, this is where, you know, it gets a little crazy. So I'm outlining the book. Step that's step four. So we got jotting down ideas, step one, step two, the binder, step three, actually organize, like creating the actual finalized moment, like organized thoughts of the story. Step four, outlining the book. Step five, I'm going to read you what I wrote on my show notes. Write only after getting stuck on an outline so the story can help find the flow. Actually, I don't know why I just shared that part with you. Because that probably didn't make any sense whatsoever. So pretty much, I thought I was saying something else. Wow, I am scattered tonight. Um, right only after getting stuck on an outline so the story can help find the flow. So if I get stuck on an outline, if I don't know where to go from that outline, sometimes I just need to start the story. So I'll go back to the beginning of the outline and I will, I will open up my laptop. I'll finally open up my laptop, open up a doc, and just start writing. Look at what I, I'm... I try to be vague in my outline. Sometimes there's points in my outline where I'm like, you know what? I need it to go this way. So I'll actually write out the whole scene in the outline because I need it. Like it's a big plot point area. But the rest of it, I just kind of briefly outline. So I will start entering the story. I'll start putting in the imagery and the emotion and the tone and um, getting the story started and finding that hook and and introducing the characters. And I will start doing the right, getting through the first couple chapters, maybe even more of the outline, because sometimes I just need to get into the story to figure out where the heck I'm going when it comes to the middle. In my opinion, the beginning and the end of a story is super easy. The beginning, you're, you're excited. They're, it's new. You're introducing it to everyone. It's, it's just so easy for me. And that might not be the case for everyone. The end, really easy. I go into a book knowing exactly how it's going to end. I know how I want my fantasy and adventure book to end. I have a, it's actually going to be a series if I, if I can <laughs> work on it well and actually get it, you know, published. I want it to be a series and I know exactly how that series is going to end. I am working toward that goal. I know how the series is going to end and I know how the first book is going to end. I know where I'm going. It's the middle getting there that sometimes I get stuck. Now, that's step five, starting writing. Now, if I get stuck writing and I get stuck outlining and I look over everything and what I look over, I mean, is read everything with a fine tooth comb. Sometimes I find stuff. I don't know why I put it in there or why I did it the way I did. For example, my fantasy, uh, my fantasy and adventure novel. This is my third attempt on it. The first time I wasn't as serious about it. Second attempt, much serious. But I was looking through everything and I realized I put two different tropes in there that I hate. I hate. And they're so and actually, no, wait, I don't hate, hate them. I hate writing them because they are so overused. I'm not going to tell you what they are because we're going to save that for the tropes, tropes, tropes of writing episode. That's going to be sometime this month. But tropes, certain tropes, I'm like, I can't do it. 
It's overdone. It's overused. It's overplayed. Why am I doing this to myself? So I get stuck on step six and step seven. I throw everything out and step eight, I start the process over at step one. So I did that on my fantasy and adventure novel. I started over. I am actually back to step four. Thankfully, I am in the midst of outlining it again. And I think I know where I'm going. And there's no trope that I did. Oh, sorry. I yawned. Um, there's no trope that I did that is that at this moment that's going to make me want to throw it out again. Um, so hopefully I skip step eight and go to step nine, which is finish the novel and, and start all the things. Oh, so that was my process. That was a lot. I'm curious of what your process is. You should go to my Instagram and comment on the post about my process. I'm going to have a nice little fun graphic there for you um, on Saturday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, wait until Saturday and it will be there. So let's start wrapping this up because I have talked a lot for the last 29-ish minutes. Um, so I want to go over where I feel like I failed lately in my my WIPs, which is writing in progress, my wins or win, and then my goal this month, and then what's happening next week. Um, so I'm super excited about next week. So, okay, let's just go to go to fails. Um, so again, uh my fail is that I have not written anything because I'm on literally step four of my second attempt of uh, the fantasy novel. I am been stuck on the second Disney fan fiction book for years. Um, I haven't moved in the small group leader book and I barely touch the realistic fiction. So I am failing in my mind as a writer. I know I'm actually not failing because, you know, it, everything is done on your own time, but it feels like a fail. Um, but my win, my win is that I've been, I, I'm happy where I am with outlining and where outlining is going. I've weeded out what made me got stuck in the first place and, and it's moving forward. So I, I'm happy about that. I feel like I have accomplished something with uh, my fantasy and adventure novel and it can finally start to move forward. So my goal this month, my goal is once a week, sit down and write slash outline, my fantasy and adventure for at least an hour to two hours at the most, because I don't have more than two hours nowadays. So there's only one day left this week, and that's Friday. So I'm I'm recording this the day before it comes out. So this today is is the sixth of April, but this comes out the seventh of April. So the seventh of April tomorrow, or today, if you're listening on Friday, I need to sit down for an hour at least and re or write slash outline my fantasy novel. So. Hold me to it. We'll check in with me next week. Probably going to fail, but it's okay. Anywho, um, next week, speaking of next week, ah, I'm super excited because I have some amazing friends who are also writers. Um, one of my friends writes screenplays with her husband because he is a videographer. And then my other friend is a full on... Um, a full on uh, kind of writer like I am where he's writing novels, novels. That's what I meant. She is a full on writer as well. But um, 
I shouldn't have said it that way, but like we're we're ri- we're writing novels, she's writing films, so it, it's writing full on writing just in two separate formats. There we go. That's what I am. Um, so I know she is going to be on the episode. I do not know if he is available. We are filming it this weekend and waiting for his response. So I'm hoping both of them are on it because both of them are amazing. I actually have never read anything that she has written. Um, but I have read what he has and I, I love it. So he is creating his own worlds in, in his book. She's creating stories and fictional worlds there. And then I, of course I have mine. So I really want to talk to them about creating their fictional worlds and kind of how they got to that process. And then I'll share a little bit of my process as well. I shared my writing process. I have not shared how, like I get where these ideas come from, um, yeah. And then uh, I have decided in May we will go back to after writing this month, like the writing topic, we will go back to books. But because I am a huge, huge Star Wars fanatic, like when it comes to my fandoms, I have many fandoms and it shouldn't surprise you because I'm a writer and a reader. Um, my my top fandom will always be Disney. I grew up with it. I was raised in it. I was born into it just barely below it like almost equal is star wars i am obsessed i love star wars i don't know what it is i remember seeing it as a kid and just the world and 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 everything is just amazing i am a fanboy i don't know if that's what they call us anymore but i am a fanboy and just below that is harry potter so like <laughs> Disney, Star Wars, Harry Potter. They're all kind of right there. Um, And we are doing Harry Potter on the Disney podcast that I do this summer. We are taking a hiatus from Disney for like three or four months and doing all Harry Potter because we love it. Um, I think that's another reason why I haven't been able to read a lot because I'm reading Harry Potter. And if anybody has read the Harry Potter books, you know they're intense and there's a lot and I'm breaking them apart. So, you know going to take me a while. Um, but all the Star Wars novels that I've read in the past year, I've read at least four or five. I've And I've read them in the past year, so they're very fresh in my mind. So every week we're going to be talking about a Star Wars novel in May, which I'm super, super, super excited about. I'm sorry, I'm getting really high pitched, but I'm just so excited. Which, um, so my birthday is next month and I have not been to Disney in a year and a half and it's a tragedy. So I get to go to Disney next month. I'm super excited. Uh, we're going to be at Hollywood Studios on my birthday, uh, which is where the Star Wars land is. So Disney and Star Wars mixed. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to get to build a droid on my birthday, which droids are my absolute favorite, which um, I am playing Fallen Order, uh, Jedi Fallen Order on xbox and the droid bd1 my new favorite one yes yes uh so i'm gonna leave it at that uh friends uh thank you so much for coming on this adventure with me today and i hope you join me next week as we talk more about fictional worlds worlds bye